Everybody, welcome back to Garage Talk. As always, I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll, guys. Hey, Teddy. Today we have Ethan Whaley, coach from uh, Indiana Wesleyan mm-hmm. University, the women's side, women's side basketball coach, and he's pretty successful, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it, that depends on how you define it, I guess. We've won a few games over the last few yeah. years. Well, I, I know that you have an 80%, 80% winning percentage in the Crossroads League. Is that right? That's pretty pretty awesome. for. That's a and very this, good percentage, what, man. We'll this, take it. This we'll is your it. what? Third uh, year? I just this was your finished third? my sixth season. Just finished my sixth That's year. That's right. So, so. 2017, I yeah. think. Yep. So let's yep. start this off with just give everybody an introduction about yourself, your background, how you came to be, where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks guys for having me. This is, uh, this is awesome. I know we're uh, excited. Yeah. We have but, been all week. <laughs> well, I, I've listened to a few of these, you know, kind of just coming in. I, I had a long couple of days of travel. So I listened to a, f- a few former podcasts or previous podcasts. So yeah. I'm excited to be here. So thanks Excellent. again. We're excited to have uh, you. But just a, a little background. So I, uh, I actually got my start, um, in, in coaching while I was actually playing in high school i uh, i tore my acl five times oh and so i spent a ton more time rehabbing than i actually did playing <laughs> did you say five times five of them ah. five of them yeah um and, and so it, it just at a very early age i think the first time i did it i was a sophomore um i just i was on the sidelines and and it, it i was a point guard shortstop quarterback you know kind uh-huh. of the the basic floor general or, right. or whatever the you know um, and so coaches often would come and they'd give me at, at when I was younger, it was, Hey, put this guy under your wing, right. You know, uh-huh. kind of mentor yeah. him, talk him through some things, whatever. And it gradually increased to, uh, my senior year. So I think it was the third or fourth time I tore my ACL. I had to miss my senior year of football because I tore my ACL in AAU basketball. Pretty uh-huh. summer. Um, and so I had been a quarterback for two years. And so my football coach, um, Basically said, hey, I, I want you to be up in the press box and kind of be our offensive coordinator. Now, wow. you know, it was a different – I didn't call the plays every right. time, but I'd give input and I'd tell them here's what – you know, here's the formations, here's what we're doing. Um, and, and so it was fascinating to kind of be in on the coaches' meetings but yet still be a player and a teammate and, and mm-hmm. a friend to all the, all the guys. Um, so I knew I wasn't going to play in college. One, I wasn't good enough, big enough, athletic enough, but – also, my body wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so I, I went to Ball State, mm-hmm. um, and my high school coach, he's from Muncie. He actually ended up uh, – he, he's coaching at Wapahani now, Matt Luce. Okay, yep. Uh, uh-huh. I played for his brother Joe, Joe. for two years yep. and then played for Matt for uh-huh. two years. It, it was, yep. They both sound the same. They both walk the uh-huh. same, you know. And, uh, <laughs> We uh, we still kind of like looked over our shoulder when Matt first came. We're like, wait, is that Joe? Right? <laughs> uh, but awesome guys. I I, I loved. Uh, you know, I was closer with Matt because I was I was older and and um, played a little bit more uh-huh. for Matt. Um, but very much appreciate what those guys did for me. But Matt Matt got me a job working at Yorktown High School. Mm-hmm. So my first job was like the the ninth grade coach and the JV assistant coach. Um, head coach at the time was Judd Moulton. 
Um, to this day, one of the best coaches that I've been under, um, I still kind of draw from his demeanor and the way that he connected with players. I thought mm-hmm. was was really good, really powerful. Um, then from there, um, I was going to Ball State, and I had a couple of guys from AAU that I had played with that were playing at Indiana Wesleyan. And, you know, I actually thought, well, maybe I could try to play because I still had that bug. Um, but I ended up, I tore, I've torn nine total ligaments. Oh, my uh, I goodness. I ligament in my wrist. And, and uh, so I had set up a meeting before I got hurt to talk to Coach Tonigal. Said, hey, just to say, hey, I want to play. Well, again, I would not have been good enough. You know, I didn't know that at the time. There's no way I could have been good enough. Uh-huh. But when I got hurt, I kept the meeting. I said, look. I want to get into coaching, college coaching. What can I do? Like, is there, is there a role that I could have that would allow you and, and Jeff Clark, who's still there, he's uh-huh. the associate head coach, that would allow you guys just more time to coach and less time for, you know, bull crap, basically. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so, so, you know, I joined the staff as, as a student. I was the director of operations. So uh, I booked hotels, food, gear, literally everything that nobody wants to do, right? Yeah. Um, and, and just kind of just tried to work really hard, be the first guy in the office, last guy to leave, uh-huh. most dependable. I had no life. I don't know how I got married because I got, <laughs> you know, I, I, was, I, was, I was going to class, but then if I wasn't in class, I was trying to be in the office just knocking stuff out. And, um, you know, as a student, I, I was really fortunate. They were like, hey, we know you want to get into coaching. You're, you're working your tail off. They allowed me to get experience on the recruiting side of things. Um, they'd even they'd even give me some scouting responsibilities, and so so how fun was that? It, it was great. You know, I was twenty twenty one years old, single, and just living my dream. You know, uh-huh. really. Um, and, and it was a blessing that that they allowed me to be involved, and and it just kind of progressed. So then I, I was doing that for t- three years. Um, graduated, mm-hmm. stayed here as the graduate assistant. It just so happened that the year I graduated. They uh, were starting a grad uh, assistant program, mm-hmm. so all the sports got a grad assistant. So I was the first one, um, and I, I think it was like Coach Donegal didn't have time to search. They could have found a million better candidates, <laughs> but um, I, I was blessed to get that. And and I think uh, so. I was I think I worked six years as a GA, and then just as a as an assistant. Um, and then you know six years ago, the women's job came open, mm-hmm. um, and it's funny I. I had no desire to be a women's coach. You know, I was like, I don't want to, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Coming from coaching, we won two national championships right. as an assistant on the men's side. Uh, and I'm like, man, we're playing at a really high level. Go to coach women? What? <laughs> uh, but so I, I'll never forget it. We were, uh, we were on a trip to Hawaii uh, right before Christmas. And at the time, the chancellor of our campus, his name was Keith Newman. I was really close to him. Uh, he, he married my wife and I. He was an ordained pastor, but he was serving as basically like the CEO of the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were having breakfast one day in, in Hawaii, and he's like, hey, um, we're hiring a women's basketball coach. I, I want you to – I'd like you to really strongly consider this. And I'm like, Keith, come on. No. You know? And <laughs> he's like, just pray about it. Stop talking to me about it. Just pray about it. So about 24 hours later, I'm like, all right, I'll apply. You know, like I was excited, but it was more like, all right, I have a lot of respect for you. And if you really see something in me and really want me to consider it, I will uh-huh. do it. And just the every day that I prayed and talked to people, I got more and more excited. And uh, I routinely tell Coach Tonegal, of course, he's got four daughters, so right. it benefits me to be good with him. Um, but I tell him, I, I would never go back to coaching guys. It's so much fun. Coaching. Really? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, trust me, I miss seeing some of the alley oops and stuff right, like that. Right, right. But coaching women is so much more fun. Huh. Um, I love it. Every day is a blessing to come into work. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, kind of my journey. So the perspective of that, why is that so much more fun? Because I've gotten to coach uh, boys here and there uh, in the youth leagues, and coaching girls, I feel like you can tell them, give them direction. Without question, they go do it. You know, you might yeah. get some pushback yeah, from I, boys. You yeah, know? I mean, you, you're hitting it really the nail on the head there. I, I think the biggest thing, um, now this is very kind of generalizing things, but by and large, I think females are pleasers naturally more so than guys, right? Mm-hmm. Guys right, right. have all the answers, you know. <laughs> uh, Guilty. When I first started coaching on the women's side, a coach gave me advice. He says, look, if you're talking to your whole team, if you're talking to a group of guys and you say something, a guy's thinking, he ain't talking to me, he's talking to that guy. If you're talking to a group of ladies, they're all thinking, oh, he's talking about me. Uh. Right? So so they take everything to heart. Um, and, And what I found was if you show and prove that you're invested in their growth and their development and genuinely and sincerely care about them, they're going to run through a wall for you. Mm-hmm. Again, not that guys don't, mm-hmm. but it's just it, them running through a wall for you doesn't mean they're going to try to follow all of your instructions. You right, know, like, right. Um, that, again, I'm guilty of this too. As yeah. a guy, you kind of think your way is always mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, females generally, while there's, you know, the occasions where they deviate, they, they want to do the right thing. They want to do what's best for the team. They want to do what coaches ask mm-hmm. them to do. Um, and, again, I I also throw need to throw in the caveat. I work at Indiana Wesleyan. I coach at Indiana Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. It, it's an incredible place. Oh, my it, goodness. It attracts awesome people, mm-hmm. not just on the women's basketball side, but just, like, it, it's a blessing. And so it's – it's a pretty, I don't want to say it's an easy job as if I don't do anything, uh-huh. but it, it's, we're, I'm very blessed, very blessed. And, and uh, I get to recruit and be around awesome people every single day. So I, I kind of wanted to touch on that because it, it, being a college coach is so much different than being a high school coach. Yeah. Where as a high school coach, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Yeah. Well, they're loosening the recruiting rules every year. More <laughs> yeah, more. yeah. But yeah I, to your point, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So you get to go. I'm guessing you probably have scouts. Do you go with them and to look at certain kids that you think would be a great fit for your style of coaching? Yeah, I mean, recruiting. Um, it's it's like a puzzle. Right, and and I would also say it's an inexact science. I don't, I don't want to act like, hey, I'm the recruiting guru. I'm not, you know. Um, but what what we do, and and if you get on social media at all, you see. So this past weekend, I was out recruiting. We talked, you know, when we were before we started uh, airing this. Yeah. I was out recruiting. It was what was called a live period, mm-hmm. and so there was an AAU tournament all over. But this weekend, Division ones can all be out, right? And so there's tournaments all over the place. Well, starting like now, actually, like literally like 6 o'clock, um, Division ones can start calling recruits and offering. Um, and so what you're going to see here on Twitter over the next 24 hours, so blessed to receive an offer from so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And 
I, I not this is not a, every situation, but a lot of these situations, the kids that are posting this offer, they've never been to campus. Mm-hmm. They've maybe talked to the head coach once or twice. Right. Um, but by and large, the assistant said, hey, so-and-so just hit 6'3". She's six foot one. She's perfect. Great. Offer her. Right. Tell her we'll give her three weeks. Right? Like, there's no relationship. There's no foundation. It's she can get buckets. She is a piece in our situation. And I, I just, you know, if you know anything about the transfer portal and just mm-hmm. what's going on, it's gross. It's it's a broken system. Mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers, but I know that it's not it's not thriving. Um, and so so to to that point, our recruiting is very different. Like mm-hmm. we value how getting to know these kids mm-hmm. at a deep deep level. So great example. We just got a, a commitment um, yesterday. Can't even say her name because it's not public yet. But we just got a a, a commitment. Um, and this girl has I, I want to say close to ten Division one offers. Right. Um, and she's been to campus five, six, seven times, been to several games, stayed the night with our team. And um, she, she just let me know yesterday, hey, I want to be a Wildcat. Awesome. And, and, and I, I mean, I was elated. She's going to be so special. Um, but I just said, you know, wh- why? And she just, she basically said, look, everybody that's recruited me um, talks about culture, but I don't see it. Mm-hmm. When I'm around this, your group, you don't talk about culture, but I feel it everywhere, right? And, and I don't, that's not, that is not what I've done. I want to be very clear. Yeah. What that is, is that's the fruit of the labor that our staff and our, play, our current players has put in and really getting to know the recruits that we're bringing to campus. Mm-hmm. And like, again, she's visited five, six, seven times. By the last few times, she's just coming because it's fun, not because yeah, right. she wants to yeah, learn, yeah. right? Um, and so when that's the process, when the kids come in and they're like, I know, I know what makes Coach Whaley mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've yep. seen him get mad in practice. Yep. I've seen him get mad in games. I know what he wants from me. I know what like this, the heart of this program is. When they know those things, mm-hmm. they come in with a, a comfortability, a security, and a safety net that allows them to just hit the ground running and thrive. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and again, I'm, I I do not want to be on here saying like, "Hey, we know everything about right. recruiting, or we're the only ones to do it right." It's not true, but I do think we've found some success because of the depth and, ten- and intentionality that we put into mm-hmm. the recruiting process. Do you think that some Division One schools are so big that it's hard for them to change their culture? Culture change is is difficult, anyways. Yeah. Um, so I've never coached at the Division One level. So, so I, I really don't want to speak too much yeah. on it. What I would say yeah. is this. It, again, going back to why Indiana Wesleyan is so special. Mark DeMichael was the guy that hired me as the athletic director. It's now Dean Webb. Both great men that I appreciate and respect very, very much. Both of them, when they pop into my office during the, during the year, during the day, at any point, there's never been a conversation, hey, you need to start winning more games. Mm-hmm. The conversation is, "Hey, what's going on in your program? Where's the Holy Spirit moving? Tell me some. Tell me some mm-hmm. stories about what's going on in your locker room, right? You don't hear that anywhere, no, anywhere else, right? It's oh, so and so's on the hot seat because they didn't, you know, win twenty games this right. year, right? Uh-huh. If, they, if, they, if he wants to keep his job, he's got to win twenty games, um, and, and so." 
I just I think as a coach, not and it's not everywhere again, yeah. but at the highest levels of Division One, there's one expectation: win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I just as somebody that cares so much about culture and, and cares about a culture that's so much deeper than just winning, mm-hmm. I think it would be really challenging to to establish a really special mm-hmm. family type atmosphere when it's such a cutthroat business day in and day out. Oh yeah. Now, now you got the NIL. Yeah. You got these yeah. kids changing schools. That, I, I, there's no way I'd want to be a division one coach. No way. I mean, I mean the paycheck. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe but. Nice, but, uh, <laughs> no, you, you're right. Like there's, it is all about, um, what your goals are, what your dreams are, what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would never shame anybody for wanting to do that. A really right. good friend of mine, um, Jordan Langs, uh, mm-hmm. just took a, a, an amazing job at Iowa State. I'm, I'm now an mm-hmm. Iowa State football fan. Yep. <laughs> uh, just because of him. And, yeah. and Taras is there. Like, those, I love those guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so so I, would, I would never um, begrudge anybody, but I just know for me, uh, like, I, I just spent the last all day. I got up at 7 a.m. with my daughters this morning. We just played all day mm-hmm. at the division one level, I'd still be out recruiting. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. True. Um, and then I'd be on the phone with recruits the next three or four hours, calling them an offer, uh-huh. missing out on yeah, those. I'd rather be, I'd rather be with my kiddos. Yeah. 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 So, so it's just, I, I love where I'm at. I love the people that I get to come to work with, not just our players, not just our staff, but just all the coaches, even people just outside of the athletic department. Indiana yeah. Wesleyan is a special place. Um, it's where my, I met my wife, yep. uh, and, and I, I love it. I was going to transition into there, man. So how important is your wife to what you do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, words can't state how important she is. Um, I, it, I don't know how I would have, number one, like she's the most supportive, um, unselfish woman that I know, right? Like, a coach's wife, and this is not unique to my wife. This is every coach yeah. in the world. A coach's wife just has to put up with dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. I come home after games, even if we win, I'm tossing and turning until 2 in the morning thinking about things I should have done differently, timeouts <laughs> I should have called. She's like, hey, would you just stop? I'm like, I, that timeout in the third quarter, I should have said this. She's like, it's 2 in the morning. you know. Uh, but then there's, there's the late nights, like last night, like the last three or four days. My wife had our daughters all by herself, you know, and there's, they're three years old and 18 months, just changing diapers into everything, and she had to handle it by herself, to the team dinners, to ev- everything. She handles that? She does it all, man. Mm-hmm. She's, wow. she's, she's a rock star. That's amazing. Um, but, like, that, that's, she did that when I was an assistant, too. Uh-huh. I don't know how I would have transitioned into leading 16 women Without my wife, basically, in her psychology degree, you know, helping <laughs> oh, me through. That helps so, right there. So, but it, she's, she's the best. She's a rock star. She's an incredible wife, an incredible woman, the best mom. Um, I don't know where I'd be without her. Well, that's, that's great. Awesome. So she's got, she's got her degree, and you've got your degree in the Master of Science, correct? Uh, yeah, I got a, a PE in health undergrad, and then I got a, an MBA, mm-hmm. uh, a Master's of Business Administration. That's, wow. 
can't beat that. No, you can't. Uh, you could. I mean, my brother-in-law is like a, he's a rocket scientist. Oh, okay. you, know, you, could, you could do that. But. Your brother-in-law's a rocket yeah, scientist. Yeah, when we watch basketball games, it's fascinating. So my, my dad, my brother, and I, will be watching, you know, and we're just talking about Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, whatever. Yeah. And he's over here. He's like, hey. How cool would it be if we could design something that could track the angle of the shot or the number of steps or the rate at which he's moving? And I'm like, man, I wish my mind worked like that. I would make so much more money. You know, so, tell you. So, he broke uh, down everything. He's, he's a genius. He's, he's awesome. He's awesome. Well, that, that, that's like, you know, you're, you're praising IWU, which uh, I think everybody around here does. I mean, and it's, it's not just basketball. I mean, well, the, the women's bait. The women's softball team and the men's baseball team advanced just yeah. a couple days ago. Yeah. They're both. Yeah, shout out your new AD, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Rich Benjamin. Yeah. We got I'm so, so sad for us, but uh, so happy for you guys. Yeah. He's, he's going to crush it. He's great. And his son, Ty. I don't know if you guys know Ty yet. Uh, Ty is, I want to say he's like a fifth or sixth grader. Mm-hmm. So would that be 11, 12-year-old? Mm-hmm. But um, talks like he's 35. Uh, he's hilarious. I think I'm gonna miss Rich. I'm just gonna I'm gonna miss my time with Ty. Even more. He'd pop into my office and and just come hang out every once in a while. Ain't he's, that cool? He's great man. I got mm-hmm. to meet Rich Friday. Okay, so, I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. How like what, he's got a he grip on and him. He just left uh, for the because they're at the yeah. World Series yeah. right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. He, you. I shook his hand. And he. I was like, man, you must squeeze the crap out of that bat. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big dude. Yeah, man. he is. He is. But um, yeah, he. You know. So as far as college, when you're out scouting, what is the most intangible that you like mm, to see from a prospect? I love that. So so we can get into this later if you want, but uh, a big thing about our program is juice, right? We, we talk about bringing the juice. All the time. That was on my list to ask uh, you about juice. Okay. Well, I, I, we can we can kind of go back and forth with this. But as it relates to recruiting, so we give them a juice score, right? And mm-hmm. and what, like, there's, like, things in our culture that we talk about with juice. But just as a basketball player, right, on the court, what does juice look like? Um, and at the end of the day, there, there's a few things. How hard do they play? Um, how tough are they? And then, like, what, how, how, what's their feel for the game? Because if you play hard, if you're super tough, that's valuable. Mm-hmm. But the elite players have an elite feel. And so what that will lead to, right, if you've got a great feel, you're probably a really good shot blocker. You probably take a lot of charges. You probably get a lot of steals. You probably just have a knack for scoring because you just you anticipate. You have that sense about you. Ball magnet. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's a million things. And, like, we have a girl. She's going to be a junior for us. She was an All-American this year. I would say she's got elite, the, be, the probably the most elite instincts of anybody I've coached on the women's side, like, on both sides of the ball. We have, we've got several players. Like, it's it's rare still, but we have several players that have elite instincts in one or two areas. It's, it's extremely rare to have, you know, elite instincts mm-hmm. just – in right. all facets of the game, like Lily and a couple of our other players. Um, but, but like, to your point, I think, um, again, if you've got a feel for the game and, and you play hard and you're tough, that generally means, like, you're probably an unselfish kid, right? Um, and who doesn't want to play with a really good player who plays really hard, who throws their body around mm-hmm. and just wants to win and is willing to do whatever they got to do to win? 
whether that means take 15 shots or mm-hmm. zero shots. Right. Right. It's kind of like your, your five-tool baseball player. Yeah. This basketball player, just they want to do it all, and they will. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of it's instinct. Yeah. And it's just with our intellect, some, some of that stuff you can't, yeah. you can't teach. Yeah. It just, it's natural. I'm always a fan of the scrappy player, the player that might have 10 points, eight assists, but 15 rebounds. Yeah, send one of those to me. (laughs) (laughs) Those scrappy players that just, they always end up with the ball coming off the hoop and into their hands. Those kids, you know, they're fun to watch. Mm. Yeah. And that's what all championship teams have that, right? Mm-hmm, like, yeah. show me a team that's won anything worth anything that doesn't have one of those. Exactly. Or two or three uh-huh. of those. But behind closed doors, they're putting in the work to get oh, there. Oh, well, and behind closed doors, but those practices are, yeah. as we would uh, say, pretty yeah. juicy, uh-huh. right? Like, yeah. That's, there's was, fights probably in some practices uh-huh. and just, you know, scuffles. That, that's being competitive. That's being a competitor. What's that saying? Practice? Like... Like you practice like you play, yeah, or you play like you practice, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what I mean. I, I remember a coach said one time. They said uh, they asked their team. Said, "You ever heard saying practice makes perfect?" <laughs> and they're all like, "Yeah, yeah." And the coach said, "That's a lie." <laughs> and they're looking there like, "Well, mom and dad taught me that." My other coach taught me. She's like, "Perfect practice makes perfect." Ooh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so flip that coin. What are the tangibles that you want to see? Mm. Um. So, so uh, a couple years ago, we, we've really shifted what we did. We were, um, quite honestly, a pretty boring team to watch, <laughs> just stylistically, right? right. Um, we played pretty slow. Um, we kind of played through the post a little bit, which I, that's I don't want to – that's nothing against any players that was on our team or anything. It's just like when I would go out to the national tournament and see the best teams, I would see – well, we're not doing what they're doing, right? Our players don't look like – the bodies don't look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the speed is different. And so we really adjusted our, our recruiting and the philosophy behind it. Um, and, and there's really two things. Um, size matters a lot for mm-hmm. us. Like we, Defensively, we want to be big. We want to bully people. Um, and so, like – for a girl, you know, it's different for a guy. But for a girl, I, I we don't really have anybody that's shorter than 5'9 or 5'10. Really? Um, it, uh, we have a couple. But then the caveat is I don't bring – when I talk to our assistants, because they're the assistant coaches are really the ones that they'll like – they'll identify lots of young talent, and then they'll be like, I want you to watch these two. And then I say, yeah, I don't know, or yeah. That's it. That's it. that's who we want, right? Um, but I'll say, don't bring me little guards unless they're swaggy, right? <laughs> oh, I like that. And so, so then the second thing would be, can they score, right? And that that's don't care about height. Like if she's six three, which I'd love one of those. Um, they bring me to her. Hey, she's so athletic. She's so tough. She's this. She's that. Soft hands. Yeah. Drop what, step. Like whatever. Whatever yeah. they say. It's like, but can she score? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, no. Because it's no fun playing offense four on five. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if, got a, if we've got a player they don't have to guard, they can just park that guy, that girl uh-huh. in the lane. 
Yep. I don't want to play with that. Right? I, I would rather be a little smaller but play with five shooters. Because mm-hmm. now think about it. Like, think about the, the greatest thing. And, and it, this, this could spark a debate. You could ask this question for all your mm-hmm. podcasts. Who would win? The Shaq Kobe Lakers or the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson Warriors? Right? They would be way smaller than the Lakers. Right. Who the heck is Shaq going to guard? Uh-huh. Right? Like, right. He would have to step out. Yeah, that would not be fun. <laughs> so, so, like, that, that's kind of the deal. And I don't want to yeah. act like, oh, Shaq wouldn't have won. No, they, they, it would have been a battle. Uh-huh. Right? But if you're like, which one would you rather do? I, I'd rather play with five out, maybe a little undersized, mm-hmm. versus being big, but, like, slow, slow. and can't yep. shoot it. Yep. Right? Um, so you can only make it in the paint. That's that kind of, and then on the defensive end, we press, we trap, mm-hmm. we, we really play fast, and so you have to be really athletic. Like we, you need to be really athletic. Mm-hmm. So a constant motion offense. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. We we run some sets, but I would I would say what what we call it is an action, right? So okay. um, we bring ball to floor. In the first five seconds of the shot clock, we have a 30-second shot clock, we need to be into an action. So if you really think about it, if you walk the ball up the floor, just a general walk up the floor, that eats up eight yeah. seconds, uh-huh. right? Just like that, Yep. right? And if you're the defense, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I get praise it. and blessings. Thank uh-huh. you. We can set up our defense. We can load it. But if you are already into an action, uh-huh. meaning you're, you're across half court in about three seconds, the defense isn't even turned around yet, uh-huh. right? And so we're not playing against the loaded defense on a make or a miss that we're bringing it up. And so then we, we run an action. The idea of the action is how can we get two people guarding the ball? Because if we get two people guarding the ball. Somebody's open. Now we can throw it, and we've got three on two on the other uh-huh. side of the floor, yeah. right? That, that's the, I mean, we could get into deeper exercises. Well, you're making, you're making me feel like if I was on defense, I would be winded. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. We, we play 11 players, and wow. so our goal is, like, let's see if you can play 11, or let's see how much your six like to run. So you have a deep bench. Super deep, you know. And, and again, that, that, I don't mean that arrogantly. I just I believe in our players. I believe in the work they put in, the way that they've grown, and just keep adding to their game. And this year we've been really fortunate to have um, a lot of – we've been healthy. Is that – Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, so we try to play a lot. we got really good players. I don't want so, to good yep. players on the bench. When you go and talk to a, a kid, is that – I don't want to use the term selling point because you don't have to sell. But do you say, hey, if you want to play, you want to get time, this is where you want to be? Honestly, what we say is if you want to play – Better work your butt off. Mm-hmm. Got, uh, yeah, got I mean, a bunch of girls over here yeah. that, are, that are pushing for you, right? Um, but but like, if you go back to the recruiting thing, selling point is when we recruit players, we just I, it's my job to like everybody's supposed to like me on the phone, right? If if I wasn't likable on the phone, then you know we're probably not getting. Yeah. So I talk to them, get them here. My job's done. Now mm-hmm. it's get with our players. They're the best part uh-huh. of this place. Yep. Um, and again, like. I can say that confidently because I've spent two years recruiting each and every player on my mm-hmm. team, and I know who they are. I trust them mm-hmm. with my daughter's lives. They're my babysitters, right? Uh, right. right. Um, and so I can't wait for a recruit to get to campus and look their parents in the eye and say, hey, look, I don't promise playing time. I don't promise success on the floor, 
right? But what I promise you is there's no group of women in the entire country that you'd rather your daughter rub mm-hmm. shoulders with for the next yep. four years. And I love being able to say that. And that's why I love coming to work every day. Um, so it's so, not work. No, no. My dad, I'll never forget. Um, I, I mean, almost every day. Especially as I got older. <laughs> well, when, as I got yeah. older and I was like, what am I going to do? You know, should be doctor, chiropractor. What? Um, my dad just said, you know what, man? Find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your uh-huh. life. Right. I, he must have told me that literally a thousand times. Uh-huh. Um, and there's, there's days we hit, we, let's say we lose a couple of games in a row. And I'm like, eh, should have been in finance or something. You know? <laughs> uh, finance. I, I, I always go back to that quote and just think. There's never been. I don't remember the last day I went to work and thought I was going to work. That's awesome. That's awesome. He is our first college coach we've had on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you can only go up from here. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, yeah. Just looking here, I mean, you're talking about you know wins, losses, or success. You know, your first year, you guys came in second in the league. Second year, third. Then you was fourth. Two seconds, then this last year first. Yeah, yeah, we were. In the last three years, you were first in the tournament. Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last, man. We <laughs> yeah, had to figure Bobby. it out here. So that's a, a lot of seconds. Oh, 17 and one? In your yeah, league. last year, yeah, yeah, in the league, yeah. Yep. Man, that's 31 and four overall. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome, man. Does that feel good? Yeah, you know, um, I think my favorite part about last year, so so our core values of juice are joy, unity, inspire others, and going into last year it was courage and edify. Awesome. But um, one of my favorite things about last year, it was about January-ish, um, we really focused, you know, like if you guys have ever played basketball or been a part of any, really any winter sport, wrestling, you mm-hmm. look like a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you didn't. Uh, yeah, he wears a singlet uh, on the podcast. Yeah, there you sometimes. go. Yeah, for the listeners, it's a good thing it's not recorded here. Um, it, it, middle of January is the worst part of the season, right? Heck, like, what person is like, oh, I love January 15th every year? Nobody, <laughs> ever, in anything, right? Um, but specifically as a basketball program, January is just hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard, you know? Like, you go, you start in September, really. You grind, you grind, you grind. You get a week off at Christmas, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we got, like, five days, six uh-huh. days last year. And there's like, all right, we're grinding until April. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. oh, my uh-huh. God. And you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Your vitamin D levels are as low as they can yep. possibly be. <laughs> um, and so it was just kind of like a sludgy time. Mm-hmm. Um, we were winning games, one of our, you know, 17 won the league. But, like, I tell you what, don't go back and watch all 18 of those. Because, like, eight of them were gross. <laughs> we won, but they were good. So um, you had to grind? Yeah, yeah. But I think that's every team yeah. would tell you that. Um, so, so kind of bring this back in. We focused on, on um, celebration. And we just said, all right, guys, we're going to celebrate. Literally everything. So we'd come into practice and celebrate the dumbest stuff. We'd like go to team dinners or like celebration meals or, <laughs> or like what, like every day before practice, we'd celebrate, like we'd get in our huddle, right? Or during film or whatever. And we'd celebrate and, and spiritually we studied it. Right. Um, and, and what one thing we, we went back, um, scripturally and, and we talked about, um, like in the Bible, if, if you go through it and read it, especially in the Old Testament, like they had like feasts 
and festivals and celebrations that were like a month long. Uh And I think I'm like, did these guys not have to work ever? Like, <laughs> yeah. like how do you celebrate for a, you know, a festival? Right? And, and as we kind of uncovered it and studied it, what it was, the reason they did that was because they didn't want to get caught up in the grind mm-hmm. and the routine and forget to celebrate what God has done. Mm-hmm. Right? And so as a program, we did that. Mm-hmm. And so that sludgy, slow, brutal January grind catapulted like a really special celebratory finish to the uh-huh. year, right? And so um, I, I really felt like I don't I don't remember how many. I want to say we had won like twenty two games in a row going into our Elite Eight game, uh-huh. right? So we were probably the hottest team in the country. Right. Well, no, there was one team that was undefeated, so we right. were the second hottest team in the country, right? Going into the tournament, and I wholeheartedly and firmly believe. It's because we focus less on here's what I've got to do, here's my situation, and more about let's just celebrate what God is doing uh-huh. and has done and will yep. do. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it was just, it was a heck of a ride. Man, that vibe that you guys got is is awesome. No, that's, uh, yeah, and that, that's, that's like the E in juice. Yeah. Edify. Yeah. yeah. To build Ed- up. To build a house, build up, right? Yeah. A, and that's a... Uh, and that's in people that haven't been over there to watch a women's game or a men's game, they don't know what they're missing. I mean, that is some of the most exciting basketball you can watch. Appreciate I mean, that. It really is. I mean, you got a good seat. You get there early enough, man, you can sit on the bottom row. And you can just <laughs> hey, come sit on the bench. Uh, well, 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 that's oh. <laughs> no, he'll start trying to give you pointers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. We'll need him. We'll take He's him. a snappy dresser, too, man. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we used to wear suits. I, I, I've got to be honest, though. I have loved the dress down. Yeah, look. that's... You know, when, I, when I worked for Tonegal, he used to tell us, you know, if you don't wear a tie, you're disrespecting the game. So you have to wear these daggone suits. <laughs> yeah. And I wore them for a couple of years on the women's side, and then the COVID thing. Hit, right. right? Yeah. Oh, these quarter zips are just so much better. Well, so, and Coach Tonegal, he's... He probably had a pretty big impact on your coaching career as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, big time. I mean, great guy. Yeah, Greg Tonegal, Jeff Clark. Yep, uh, Jeff. Go, Freddie Hodson, you uh-huh. know, the Mississippi Miss Wild legend. Um, th- I could go down the line. There's so many coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just been so blessed to, to be, a, be a part of their programs and learn. And um, he's been great for me. He's still across the hall if I have questions. Yep. Um, Generally, it's like, hey, can your one of your idiots stop being an idiot to my player? Because <laughs> <laughs> by and large, it's always the guy's fault. The girls are. Oh yeah, like, so, we, like we talked about earlier. <laughs> we have a question that we ask all our coaches, yeah. and it, it varies, doesn't it? 10, yeah, 50, yeah. 50. The answer. So, it, I, I don't know why. I just I'm so curious because I love the game of basketball. So, you got your starting five. You're in the middle of the second quarter. You're down uh, eight points. You make a personnel change. Now you're you're up four going into half. Who starts after half? Ooh, that's a good <laughs> question. I mean, there's so many things that are feel, you know, um, I, I think it probably depends. Here, here's what I would say. Um is our best player somebody that was in that lineup that got hot? <clears throat> or is our best player one of the people on the bench? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, because, like, 
in one game, maybe you can win without your best player. But you don't win, <clears throat> don't win a national championship right. without your best without. player. You don't win a league championship, uh-huh. which is a long season, yep. without your best player. So, like, if we decide not to start her, let's say, what's the impact of that in a week? True. Like, is that going to shake her confidence? Uh-huh. Or do we give her a jolt of confidence saying, hey, you weren't in that group that, that got us going, but I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm a, I'm a big Celtics guy, Brad Stevens. I don't uh-huh. know if you guys followed the Celtics at all. Um, Jason Tatum, yeah, when they were playing well, the, the 76ers. Watched. Well, he remember, it was game six. Uh-huh. They were down. He was like two for like 15 going into the fourth. And then he had 16 points in yeah. the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. They win. Then he goes on. Yep. He has like 47, 51. Uh-huh. And then they, yeah. like, but like what he kept talking about, what the whole team kept talking about is Jason just said, everybody kept telling me, you're going to come through. I believe mm-hmm. in you. I believe in you. Right, and so as a coach, my general, my natural inclination, and what I generally do is, I lean towards believing in my players and like the character of who they are and just the body of work. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake, in the heat of the moment, I'm also gonna try to ride the hot hand too. Right, right. Yeah. So, so like. So I can't it, answer that directly. But. Yeah, so it, it could be a game to game situation, yeah. right? If yeah. you're if you're playing your rival, and, and you guys are now up four at half, I don't know. I, I would, no, no. You bring yeah. up a great point. So, so I think of a. I, I, she wouldn't mind me sharing it. So, not last year, but the year before, we were playing at Bethel. Um, we started a girl named Claire Merrill. Uh, junkyard dog. She's got red hair. So, of course, she's fiery, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and, and her roommate um, had started for a lot of the year. She's dying. She can dunk a basketball. She's an oh alien. My. She's a freak. Um, but her roommate had been injured, and so we hadn't started her. She was coming off the bench for us. Um, but, like, in this particular game, it was at Bethel. Jordan, who was coming off the bench, was the best player on the floor, and it wasn't close. Like, she was dominating. And so we came out of half. I pulled Claire aside, and I said, hey, we're starting junior. Um, You're fine. She's just the best player on the floor, and she has to play. And to her credit, this is why I love that girl so much. She's like, yeah, she should. (laughs) I was going to tell you to do that. So it was almost like, yeah, you dummy. Of course do it. Um, and, And that's the unselfishness and the competitiveness that she showed. So there are times where it happens, but, again, it goes back to, like, I knew and trusted and Claire trusted me that like her confidence wasn't going to be shaken or rattled by that, and she knew that was what was best for the team. That's awesome. awesome. That that's is like, awesome. That's dude. like Jokic last night. Yeah, he got picked up at four foul. And he said he told the coach, "Take me out." Yeah, yeah. Well, Murray had, it helps when Murray. Well, had yeah. Half. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, can you imagine a half like that? Absolutely, Coach Whaley. Thank you so much, and I, I I'm not going to speak for both of us, but I'm going to say. Man, this was fun, and I, we got to have you back. Let's do it, man. Come on back. We we could uh, – how how portable is this stuff? We should go do it in the locker room next time. Oh, we can, we, we, we we've been love. out on the road before. Yeah, yeah we, do we, we've do done it. Grant County's greatest. We did one for them. You got to – Sent Ted up to do a hot dog opening uptown. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The I hot dog it. went and, and that, that, did the uh, hot dogs. But, you know, Jews probably – 
pretty busy for you guys, right? You got some tournaments June, coming we got, up. We got and a bunch of camps, camps and yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big. But that's a awesome. Month that's, for us. We would love to sit down, maybe you and some of your players, and yeah, assist, yeah. even assistant coaches. That'd yeah, be, yeah. Please, yeah, let's do it. Would love to do it. Um, it, it'd be awesome. I, I would, would love for you guys to get with some of our players. How are we going to get yeah. one of those juice? T-shirts, man. You just tell me the sizes. We'll get it done. <laughs> we'll get it done. Hey, before you jump off there, I, I, did you – I'm sure you've heard, but you see where the National Federation High School Sports change free throws for next year? Yeah. No more bonus. Is that right? Or so it's always two, two, two shots. shots. But they, they reset the fouls every quarter now. Yeah, is it still five. seven or is it five? Five, okay. yep, So that's, that's how the women's game is. Yep. That's how NBA and FIBA – that's how it, – it, it's, it's better. It's better because, because yeah. like, I mean, think about it as a shooter, um, mm-hmm. one and ones. I mean, I mean, I guess it depends on what you want. But yeah. as a shooter, your mind can be at ease knowing, oh, I've got two shots, right? right. Versus like yep. the pressure of a one and one. It's a big deal. It's a big oh deal. yeah. So. Now I will not like it if high school goes to a shot clock. <laughs> really? How come? Hey, I just I, that just I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. I was oh. at the Yankees Reds game yesterday. Ooh, the pitch clock. The pitch clock uh-huh. kept it flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it kept it flowing. Uh, here's here's Ted. Here's what I think you should do. You need to come recruiting with me a couple of times. I'd some love high to. school games. I would love to. And and I'll find one where you leave and you're like, yeah, we need a shot. Clock. <laughs> All right. You go watch a game that's 17 to that- 28. You're gonna be like, oh, we need a shot clock. Hey, he he loves to watch games. Uh, so you invite him there. He'll be there 15 minutes early. I love it. See, I, I, I coach junior high down here. So okay. I, it's just something I did forever. Uh, well, thank you guys for having me. Thank this, you. This was so much fun. We, I know. Yeah. I can't believe it's already like 45 minutes yeah. or whatever it was. This, yeah. this, this time flew. Thank well, you, guys. We appreciate thank you. Thank you. We want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Rookies, Inc., for all your apparel needs. Uh, call or go to their website, www.rookiesinc.com, or the phone number is 765-536-2726. They'll hook you up and they'll make you look good. Yeah, Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0. Give her a call, buying or selling a house. She's, Seven, all, she's all over the place, too. All over the place, man. 765-661-4821. Mama Pearson, Soporium. You ever been? Huh? Oh, man. Go check it out. Okay. Your, Your wife, wife she will love whatever you take where's home. Where's this at? Beautiful um, gas Main city. Street. Okay. okay. Uh, South side. All right. Need a fence? For quality fencing and decking needs, call Backyard Builder. Get a hold of Eric Skeens, 765-667-5974. What do I say they are? The best in the business. Best in the business. Hey, I'm telling you, they got it down to a science. They got that laborer that works pretty hard, I heard. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jonesy's Lawn Care, residential and commercial lawn services. Now providing golf cart maintenance, man. Call Jeremy Jones at 765-667-5097. Alt House Auto Body. I'm waiting, Ted. Your car won't go and you need a tow? Or you had a crash and it looks like trash? Call Scott Watson at 765-348-2414. And that tow, call him at 765-499-1534. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, guys.